Hello and welcome to Box Office Receipts. I am your host, Tyler Callahan, and we got the usual news these days, which includes movies being delayed and iTunes chart readings. Let's start with some new dates being announced. First, we have a new date for Artemis Fowl. The movie that was set to come out after Memorial Day in theaters will now go to Disney Plus on June 12th worldwide. This does blow a hole in my prediction that they were holding off until theaters started to reopen. If you did not listen to that episode, my theory was that to keep theater owners happy, they would have held off releasing it on Disney Plus until some theaters started to reopen, as to not anger them like Universal did with Trolls World Tour. So this could mean a few things. Disney does not care much about what theaters owners think, because they will do what they need to to air Disney movies. Remember those multi-week rules theaters had to follow to air the latest Star Wars movies? Uh, small theater owners do. Or it could be that theater owners are not that upset, as unlike Universal trying to advertise that Trolls would be on video on demand and in theaters on the same day, even though that means like, what, 30 drive-in theaters? And the owners have been smart to keep any grievances they have with Disney private, and if there was anything, I would hope Disney worked it out with them. I assume this also means Elizabeth Mistress of Evil would be their big movie to release on Disney Plus in May. Sony has finally decided to push back Venom 2, with it leaving its October spot, and now becomes a summer movie coming out June 25th, 2021. The studio also decided to give it an official name, now called Venom, Let There Be Carnage. That title is terrible, but in a cheesiness way, which I hope for the movie's sake they focus on the antics of Eddie Brock and Venom trying to live together. That was the only good part of the last movie, at least for me. Now, while they have not said anything, I expect Spider-Man 3 to be pushed back at least a month, if not further. I feel Sony wants Spider-Man to be a summer movie, so if August does not work, do they risk pushing it back an entire year? Which, they may have to, if they can't start filming soon. This week, Warner Brothers was the big studio to do a movie scheduled reshuffle, though this mostly affects the movies in 2021 and in 2022. For this year's, The Sopranos prequel movie, The Many Saints of Newark, will be pushed from September to March 12, 2021. In the Heights moves an entire year now. Now coming out June 2021, the sports drama starring Will Smith called King Richard moves back a whole year from November 2020 to November 2021. Now for the next year's movies, which the big one is being delayed. The Batman, which had a prime summer spot in June, will now be moved to a prime spot in the fall, now opening October 1st, 2021. Other DC movies were also part of this reshuffle. Shazam 2, which was set to come out April 1st, 2022 will now be a fall movie with it coming out November 2022. And The Flash gets moved up a month from July to June 2nd, 2022. For The Flash, this is important because after Disney's reshuffle, it was going to go up against Captain Marvel 2, so Warner Brothers is smart to give it a few weeks at start. Another movie that got a small delay is the biopic of Elvis, which moves back a month from October to November 2021. Just like last week, I got some late breaking news as I was finishing the script. Uh, the first piece of news is with Warner Brothers again, and that is with Scoob going straight to On Demand. And we'll skip theaters altogether. Originally set to come out in a few weeks in May, it got pulled when Wonder Woman was pushed to August with no new date. Now, that date will be May 15th for both a rental and a purchase option. So like Universal Trolls, you'll be able to buy a 48-hour rental for $19.99, or you can buy the movie outright for $24.99. Deadline is reporting that the reason for this is that the movie was basically done with work on it being finished from home. This is very interesting. See, just earlier, I was talking about Disney in the theaters with Artemis Fowl, and how they could have been talking things out, and that the movie's headed to streaming, and it's not to rent, so it's more okay. But this is different. This is just like Universal with Trolls, so I really do wonder what theaters are thinking about this. Yes, starting from July on, there is a normal, consistent schedule of movies coming out. But until then, one by one, studios are putting movies on digital early, or on their streaming service. And we don't know if the movie would have done great or not, but it was an animated movie at the beginning of summer, 
of the summer movie season, so at least for May and June, it was one of the bigger movies. Especially if it worked out, it was supposed to star an animated universe of the Hanna-Barbera characters. Now that could still happen, but instead of looking at the hard dollars at the box office to see if Warner Brothers would continue with that universe, we just have to assume Warner Brothers likes the digital results and moves ahead with it. My current theory on this move is that the higher-ups at the studio heard how much Trolls has made so far in rentals and decided to take the risk, which financially could be a smart move. For mid-May, theaters are still closed and things may start to reopen, but even then they're under heavy restrictions. So you would still have a lot of families looking to watch something new. And look, Scooby-Doo's iconic. So that would get people's attention. I also do think the decision to spend another $5 to buy it is absolutely the right move. When I was tracking Trolls on iTunes, I saw a lot of people leave one-star reviews because of the $20 rental price. They haven't seen anything like that. Well, now families can spend another $5, own it, and the kids can watch it over and over again. So while we'll most likely not see any hard numbers from studios on this, I expect Scoop to ha to hand over fist make more than trolls. Unless the movie is really bad, as some leaks and rumors allege. The Hunger Games franchise is back with Lionsgate starting development of a prequel movie. And the movie will be based off the new book Susan Collins is writing that focuses on President Snow as he was growing up. I'll read this small excerpt from The Hollywood Reporter to give you a better idea. Quote, the Hunger Games prequel film will focus on Cornelius Snow at age 18, years before he became the tyrannical president of Panna. Young Cornelius is handsome and charming, and though the Snow family has fallen on hard times, he sees a chance for a change in his fortunes when he is chosen to be a mentor for the 10th Hunger Games, only to have his elation dashed when he is assigned to mentor the girl tribute from impoverished District 12. End quote. Now they are bringing back the director of the franchise since Catching Fire, with Francis Lawrence directing this one as well, and as about it with the details with no release date in sight and with the pandemic we won't get one for a while and there's no casting announcement on who would play snow so i see a few problems with this first the youth adult movies have been kind of dead for the past few years the hunger games was the uh, big finale for that i mean kind of helped start it well twilight did but hunger games was like the big finale maze runner was like the after party but since then either studios don't make them or if they try it doesn't end well now even if you take that away and just focus on the Oh my god, Hunger Games is back, yay! You have the issue of who the main character is. It's not Katniss Everdeen with Jennifer Lawrence. It's the bad guy from the series. Now I know social media is not a strong indicator of an opinion, but when news broke about the book being made and what was the book was about, a lot of people were not happy because they worry Snow would be written to sympathize with him and he would end up being more of a tragic character. And people were upset that, look, the guy's an asshole through and through. Like, let us just hate him. Like, he doesn't need to be somewhat redeemed. Personally, I would not mind that if there's a good backstory to it. But if these are the fans of the original movies being upset over this, that is not a good start. However, we will not have any idea until the book is out in May, assuming that is not delayed as well. If the book is well received and Lionsgate does not stretch this out into multiple movies, it could work out for them. Trying to starve off bankruptcy protection, AMC has announced a plan to raise $500 million in debt offerings, a similar move to what... Uh, Cinemark did last week. As of now, the company said they have enough liquidity to last until mid-July. If they're able to raise the full $500 million, then they'll be able to last until an opening closer to Thanksgiving. Overall, smart move by MC, because while they may be able to live past the Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection, no one wants to do that the first chance they get. And this is more, that would be more of a last resort move. This is also good if they can last until November, because analysts were saying if they cannot reopen by August, they would be at the risk of going out of business. This solves that problem, at least temporarily. Finally, let's look at some iTunes tracking. I won't be listing off each one one by one, as at this point now there are so many. But I grabbed some from last Friday the 17th and this Wednesday the 22nd. 
Now we'll go over what I have been noticing. First Trolls World Tour is still going strong. Last Friday was still at first place, and as of Wednesday fell to third, but as thanks to Bad Voice for Life and the gentleman adding rental options. Still, wish there were some solid numbers from Universal about how good this is for them. Another movie that stood out to me was The Way Back, which shot back up the charts, temporarily hitting fourth on Friday, and now back down to ninth. And this was thanks to Warner Brothers adding a normal rental option. Sonic is not doing that hot since it's released dropping down to 18-19th place, but I guess that makes sense. It was a straight $20 buy, and people did have a chance to see it in theaters, unlike Trolls, which is their first chance of seeing it. I did notice Bloodshot moved up from 35th to 16th, with Sony not adding a rental option, but making the movie $5 cheaper, now costing $14.99. Onward continues to drop, going from 27th to 39th again. Uh, Disney Plus has taken its toll on it, but as long as more people subscribe to the streaming service, Disney won't be too upset. Last movie that caught my eye was The Gentleman, doing this well because it was initially was in the top 5 when people could buy it a few weeks ago, and is now seeing a resurgence with the rentals. I was disappointed that I make much at the box office since I thought it was a good movie, and I'm glad others are giving it a chance. And that'll be it for this week's episode of Box Office Receipts. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week.